Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to Free Fall Home Improvement Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. What? What the hell is that? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, this is the RC Podcast. I thought it was, I'm Steve, and here with me is Bob Vila. <laughs> then I can, do my, I can do my whole Bob Vila impersonation. Hey, Kevin, you are my Bob Vila. <laughs> you totally hooked up my house <laughs> with uh, networks, so wired networks. So, yes, you are my Bob Vila. <laughs> I think I, I, I hear some of these commercials, and I don't think Bob Vila knows it's actually the year 2016 because he's, he's <laughs> talking about drills that are like some are chuckless, and you don't need a, a chuck to uh, put a drill bit in. And I'm like, really, dude? Yeah, seriously? I haven't needed that in like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I needed that, I didn't need it. <laughs> right, right. You just kind of held it and just cranked it. Right. So this is episode 50, Future of the Hobby. 50. Holy crap. Yeah, we're too off. Actually, the next episode technically is our year since we started on episode zero. Oh, wow. But, yeah, we'll do 52 because after that, then, you know. And and you know what? That number, really, if you think about it, I mean, we're going to be taking some breaks here and there. So I'm not going to really concern myself about the number so much but yeah for this year let's make 52 the year the first episode of the new year i guess for us and then uh and we'll go from there so i'm with you so far so home improvement podcast you know what the reason i wanted to kind of slot that joke in is because i've been doing nothing rc Except for home improvement stuff. Everything's been home improvement. Home improvement this, home improvement that, paint, wire up the house, you know, change sockets and light switches and put up curtains and blinds and spend money at Home Depot and Lowe's. More money than – no, no, no. It can't be more money than I spent on a, on RC. No. Can it? No. Can it? Maybe, but not for long. Well, including the house, yes. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> but no, no. Um you know, in this past two weeks, I've probably between Maria and I, I could have built at least three seven hundred helis. Yeah, you know, with the 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 whole Home Depot debacle with the appliances, which I'll get into uh, shortly. You know, I just spent two hundred seventy dollars on what did I buy? Blinds. <laughs> you don't <laughs> even know. That's that's yeah. That's, that's a home. problem. Right? right. That's owning a home. I just spent two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I don't even know what I bought. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! You know, and just just the uh, the headache of painting. I hate painting. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do a couple. More. I'm, I'm basically gonna paint the inside of the house, you know, completely. But um, after that, if I need to repaint, I'm hiring someone. I'm not gonna do anymore after this. Uh, when we're you know after we're settled in, that's it. I thought you were doing a pretty good job of painting. I know, but it's just a pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I spent yesterday was well. I guess let's go right into it. <laughs> yeah, yesterday uh, um, I was painting the master bedroom. I basically, you know, bombed through two coats of paint, got the old kind of brownish tan paint into. You know, my, <laughs> Maria wanted yellow, 
so be it. You know, the master bedroom's yellow now. So it's bright and sunny and it looks bigger. Woohoo. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't know yellow did that. Uh, she said, you know, those bright pastel, 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 pastel colors <laughs> right. make the, the room look bigger and, and it's brighter during the daytime and whatnot. So, I mean, that's fine. Let me get into this Home Depot debacle. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Make sure that the explicit tag is on. <laughs> What the fuck, Home Depot? <laughs> like, seriously, what the fuck? So, so you know, we closed on the house, and we were like, okay, we need to buy new appliances. The washer and dryer is all beat up and old. And, you know, it runs, but it's just, it's, it, like, shakes and just, it's terrible. Um, the refrigerator is kind of broken in pieces a little because they had, you know, the old family had kids. So, you know, just over time, you know, things get broken, right? right. Um, the dishwasher is kind of grungy looking too so we're like all right let's go get some appliances we go to home depot it's close by it's like a 10 minute drive we go there we spend like two hours um picking out appliances you know getting uh, it's like you know you sit down with the guy and you're like okay do you need this do you need insulation do you need you know the takeaway for the old appliance this and that and you go through this whole slew of lists so what we bought was a samsung washer and dryer and not the ones that um, pop the lid off and cause dam- um, you know, bodily harm. What pops the lid off and causes bodily harm? The the top loading uh, Samsung. There's a big recall. You haven't heard about it? No, I guess my news is swamped with the Samsung phones that are blowing themselves up. <laughs> no, not just the phones blow up, wow. but their wash blows up. <laughs> so basically, like from vibration or harmonics or the speed of the you know the spin cycle. It literally blows the top of the, the top loading <laughs> washer off. Oh my god, what is Samsung doing, man? They're, they're yeah. killing their name. Seriously, they I don't I, I don't even want to talk about their phone stuff because they had to recall all their phones, like millions of dollars. Yeah. To give back. But anyways, um so yeah, we got the GE fridge, GE uh microwave and GE uh what is that? The dishwasher. Right. Right? We spent about twenty seven hundred on all of that, we get it set up to be delivered uh, last Saturday. You know, last Saturday was a big day for us, for my family, because um, we had the whole house clean. They did a deep cleaning. So we had cleaning service come in, clean the house. We had uh, the delivery guys come in to deliver the Home Depot appliances, the stuff that we ordered. And then, you know, you and I and a couple of my friends, we did the move, right? We moved from my apartment in Hackensack to my house now in Hopakong. And... You know, so we're like, you know, Maria came here at like, she got here at 8.30 for the cleaners. And then, and then, oh, I got to tell you about the cleaners too. But, you know, the cleaners let them in, said, okay, yeah, just clean everything and anything, you know, like there's certain garbage stuff, just throw away, whatever, clean up. Great. And then around, they were scheduled to come in 1.30 to 6.30, to, no, 1.30 to 5.30, window of delivery right right so okay you know maria came back to hackensack did some packing while we were moving packing loading up the truck and then she drove back and she waited here from 1 30 to 5 30 now these fools come at 6 20 so already they're you know whatever 50 minutes 40 minutes late but you guys were calling too you were like you yeah because yeah. we were there around four i think right mm-hmm. and and at that point, you guys were calling and you were like, hey, what's going on? You know? Yeah. We're calling the, the, you know, the company. So it's like Home Delivery USA or some bullshit. And 
And they're the, I guess, a third party. So I guess it really can't be blamed to Home Depot, except that they use this fucking piece of shit service. Yeah, dude, it's that's like the Exxon Valdez excuse, man. You know, dude, it's still their company working exactly. for the company, dude. It's I don't buy that at all. Right. So there's, in my opinion, they're still held responsible. They're still a representative of Home Depot. Hmm. So okay, six twenty. These guys come. I'm. I dropped it. You know, I went back to Hackensack to drop the truck off. So I was driving back. I was about ten. About 15 minutes away when my girl calls saying, oh, they're here. Cool. All right. I'm, I'm heading back now. Um, to preface this, all this stuff, you know, my girl's like, oh, man, the, the number that they're calling from is coming from Union City and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of has to say, we're like, uh, we're going to probably deal with some pretty ghetto, stupid folks. But whatever. I mean, you know, it is what it is. They get here. They don't bring any appliances out of the truck. They don't bring anything to the house. They walk in. They look. They come downstairs to our laundry room. They look at the uh, the washer and dryer, and they're like, "Oh, there's there's a little rust there. We can't do the installation." She's like, "What do you mean you can't do the installation? Oh, we're not allowed to do it." Okay. All right. And then they go upstairs to upstairs, and they're like, "Oh, the dishwasher. We can't do the installation on that." She's like. Why not? It's like, oh, it has to be disconnected. We're not allowed to touch it. She's like, okay. Well, my husband's going to be here in, in about 10 minutes. So, you know, he'll take care of it. No problem. Then, you know, they go out to the truck. They kind of start unloading some of it. And then they come back and, and tell, tell my, you know, wife to go, hey, uh, can you come to the truck and take a look at the fridge? I don't think the ice maker looks, uh, not the ice maker, but the, the drink thingy in the front of the door. Right. It's broken. She's like, no, I'm not coming out to the truck. You know? Yeah, what the hell? Like, if it's broken, then don't, you know, get me when it's not broken. Yeah. But, you know, nonetheless, and then they basically, you know, she's like calling me, talking to them. She's like freaking hysterical and crying and shit, saying like, oh, you know, these guys, they won't do anything. They're not even bringing the appliances into the house. And I'm like, what do you mean they're not bringing the appliances to the house? Like, okay, fine. Don't do the installation. Yeah, but at least get them in the house. It, get them in the house. I'll unhook everything and then take the old stuff away. She puts one of the guys on the phone. She's like, yeah, uh, there's there's rust on the blah, 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 you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Oh, and the refrigerator has a water line. Uh, it has to cut the water off. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. No worries. I'm going to be there in, in like 10 minutes. And then basically, you know, I, I, I talked to um, – and I get Maria back on the phone, and, and she's like, well, the guy said that he's leaving. And I'm like, what do you mean he's leaving? Did he deliver anything? No. He just said that, you know, we can't do any installation. He's going to leave. We, he has somewhere else to go. And we're like, what do you mean he has somewhere else to go? Yeah. He came 40, 50 minutes late in the first place, and then he couldn't even bring – I mean, it's these two guys. They couldn't bring anything even into the house or in, not even to the front door. Yeah, that's baloney, and, dude. You were the like, last stop. Yeah. I mean, at that time, we are the last stop on a Saturday. Come on, please. Yeah. You know, so so they probably saw the stairway and said, like, oh, I don't want to bring this up or downstairs. Uh, I'm tired, you know. Made some stupid excuse, you know. And, and I was driving back, and I saw the truck as I was leaving, like, you know, on not my street, but the street, you know, after my street. And, oh, man, I wanted to just fucking – Barrel right into the front of that car, <laughs> truck and just stop him and be like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> you oh, know, man. you can do shit. 
Um, so yeah, we, you know, we're back and forth with the, the depot company or whatever, you know, like the, the third party company. And, you know, they're like, well, I could, you know, we, I could call the truck back and have him come back. And, and then they said, and then he was like, wait, hold on a second. Puts me on hold for like 15 minutes, gets back to me and says, oh no, they're refusing to drop it off. And we're like, why? Oh, he said that, uh, you, you know, your wife was having some attitude. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Who the fuck cares that she has an attitude? You got to do your job and deliver the damn thing. Yeah, right. Welcome to New Jersey. Everybody has an attitude. Yeah, yeah, and especially when you're late and refusing to do the work that we paid you to do. Of course, we're gonna have an attitude. Yeah, really. You know, and and what boggles my mind is that the microwave is just a drop off. It's just to to yeah. bring it here and put it in the kitchen, and they couldn't even do that. It's a fucking microwave. It yeah. weighs like fifty pounds, whatever. Oh my God! You don't understand how he like. We were basically at at this point gonna cancel the whole order, go somewhere else because you know what's the point? Yeah, I what's the point of dealing with these people? And and my wife said to me, she said when when she started to hear this story, she was like, "Does Steve need me to get on the phone with somebody? Because you know damn well I'll have him. I'll have him." I was like, "Yeah, no, no, I know." And she's like, <laughs> "She loves getting involved with that kind of stuff." Yeah. Oh my God. You just—it's just frustrating because you shouldn't have to go through that. Yeah, we shouldn't have to go through it. First of all, second of all, like we really wanted to get these appliances in, so that way we can start, like, you know, doing our laundry. Yeah. You know, like getting everything set up. Like, you know, we can't buy groceries because we know that as soon as we buy groceries, and we're gonna have to take all that crap out. Yeah. To, to swap the fridge out again, you know, like, so. Ah. So, so did you guys wind day, up calling Home Depot and, and talking to somebody? Oh, or? so we bitched to Home Depot like crazy. They they were like, oh, well, you know, call these people and you know, the the third party and they'll they'll make it right. Oh no way! N- yeah, no. yeah. So that's bullshit. Um, but we called whatever, spoke to the dispatcher or whatever. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, I apologize. Blah blah blah. Um, you know, we could schedule another day to have it delivered and. And we'll definitely make we'll have a different crew come out this time, you know. And and you know we've made marks on on about the the two guys that came out. And I'm like, whatever, get my fucking appliances here. That's all I care about. I don't, you know. So, but in the meantime, we've been shopping around trying to find other places to get the appliances before we cancel the order, right? You know, and just with time constraints and stuff, I just we couldn't really find a place that had everything we wanted, like. Lowe's had like the washer and dryer, but they didn't have any of the, 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 you know, the other appliances that we wanted. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, they're gonna come here tomorrow. Uh, you know, we're recording Tuesday. They'll be here Wednesday from eight thirty to twelve thirty. Uh, window, dude. No, they would. You know, I. The last time we had a problem, my my wife was like, "I want first delivery." I don't want to hear any crap from anybody. We're not you're not stopping anywhere else. You come into my house first. They promised her first, even though they're not supposed to promise her, they promised her first delivery yeah. and they were out first. Like they should be doing that kind of stuff for you, man. Yeah. And I think it's because the company that's based out of depots out of Union City, that's far from here. You know, that's like Jersey City, uh Elizabeth, but, that area, you know. Dude, that th- that's not your fault either. But it's not, I know. And that shouldn't matter anyway. Right. So they fucked up. If they want to consolidate their distribution areas and have it down to like one place in New Jersey, if it's you know far away from other places in New Jersey, so that's their freaking problem. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll see what happens tomorrow morning. Um, they better come through. I just want to get this shit done yeah, and dude. over with. Yeah, no, I I hear you. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, Home Depot's close by, and I I need a home improvement type of store, so I'll probably go back to them, but never for appliances. I'd rather go to PC Richards or Sears or well, just anywhere. I I could tell you a horror story about PC Richards, but. No. Well, I'm sure they all. Are, I'm sure they're all terrible. The PC, the PC Richards one was kind of a little nutty, but uh, I'll save it for another time. Oh, and, and one other thing: when when she when the, when the guy was telling her to go look at the fridge, um, one thing you know Maria noticed is that nothing was in a box. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute. We ordered new appliances. We didn't get no refurb or you know um, what oh, do you call that's it? That's weird. Uh, yeah. Like, we didn't get any, like, you know, floor model or anything like that. We got straight up retail price, like, you know, new shit. So, <laughs> why was it not in a box? I don't know, but that's going to be the first thing I look out for. Yeah. Like, I'm already, you know, like, I'm you know, I'm holding my hand to my top of my head. I'm already there, Yeah. you know, with, with this whole thing. If they don't come right, oh, that's it. Hell's breaking loose. They're going to have to fucking call the cops on me, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> shit is not gonna be you know very pc out here good dude let him have it yep ah deep breath okay so besides that so um, so your week (laughs) so your week of rc in in reference to your week of rc rc stood for really come on (laughs) yeah really (laughs) come on exactly Uh, um yeah, but uh, besides that, you know, you you and I worked on the house a little. Um, you totally hooked me up with uh, helping me wire up the house. We got what do we run like six drops, right? Or well, we ran like we yeah, ran we ran like six, five. seven. But uh, yeah, we I think we only dropped a couple down. We left us some yep. spares in the attic. Yep, um, all the wiring is pretty much hidden. It's it comes out of our this little back room that I have in the family room. And goes up into the ceiling and then goes up all the way to the act and then kind of spreads out and drops back down into the wall. So so thank you. I definitely owe you one for that. No, dude. Don't worry about it, man. Um, we have besides, to see if we can figure out some electric for you in yeah, that one area, Yeah, besides that, too. I need to uh, figure out some electricity there in that room. Also need to figure out that master bedroom thing. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's it's the growing pains of home ownership, right? Yeah. Getting all set up and in the way you like it, dude. Yeah, if I if I showed you pictures of this house I'm I'm in now, you know, back mm-hmm. in 1990 when I moved in, and nowadays, I mean, it's got the same foundation, <laughs> but that's right. about it, man. Uh, it man, was. You moved into that house 1990? No, actually, it was it was 89. I think we moved in. Oh, so uh, you're pretty much almost done with your mortgage, huh? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I'll be moving to Florida. I'm going to go hang out with Fred and Joel <laughs> and all those guys that, in Florida. Yeah, go hang out with Gina and, and Bert Cameron. Gina, and, yep, Bert yeah. Cameron. Frank? Mm-hmm. Isn't Frank Mordellis in Florida too? Oh, yeah, Frank. Yeah, I think he's in Miami, right? Oh, or somewhere. Wow. He's out in Florida for sure. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of folks in Florida that we know. Um, but don't move away too soon, man. I just moved to your area. I know, right? No, <laughs> no it's going to be a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. At least. Uh, let's see. What else did we do? Uh, oh, today I got a chance to go check out some local hobby shops, though. Oh, cool. That was fun. Yeah, we went to uh, – Chloe and I went to Kenville. 
Um, you saw Rich over in Canville? Yeah. I'm not sure. Is that his name? The old guy? Yeah. Yeah. Did he have Rush? Uh, did he have Rush Limbaugh playing? No, no. <laughs> he usually does. Yeah. He's if you get him going, he's a pisser. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we went over there checking out some stuff. I wanted to uh, pick up some. I wanted to pick up a quad uh, for the house, the FPV Inductrix. Just kind of yeah shoot around FPV in the house. I'm pretty sure he had he had an Inductrix, but I don't think he had the FPV one. Yes, the he had the regular one. There. But he didn't have the FPV one. And then I, I kind of, you know, Googled hobby shops. And there's one in Flanders, which is not too far, like 15 minutes away from me. Yeah. And it was called FN, FNM Hobbies. Yeah, that's gone, isn't it? No. FNM? there. Oh, is it? Yeah, it moved. Oh, okay. So I was talking to the guy, and they're like, yeah, you know, the hobby shop's been around since the 80s. but um, He used to be on Route 10, right? But he moved. Yeah, he moved to whatever this Flanders area, whatever this place is. It's right across from this golf driving range, a miniature golf place. Okay. And um, I forgot what road it was, like 138 or whatever. But um, he was like, yeah, we moved two years ago. And, and I was like, oh, so how's business and stuff? You know, just kind of see how, how they're doing. This guy had so many RC kits. Not helicopters, not really planes, but cars. Wow. <laughs> it was just like just rolls like just this big you know like i guess in the shelf on top and he had all these little you know um rolls that he had other type of rc or other type of hobby stuff in but he had like must have had like maybe 50 or 60 different like rc trucks and cars and tons of tamiya kits really? all the tamiya kits that i remembered he had like pretty much all of them Cloudbuster, Blackfoot, the Grasshoppers. He has several Grasshoppers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Cloudbuster? Yeah. Cloudbuster? It's the Cloudbuster, cloud? dude. Yeah. Yeah. Cloud. Is that? You said Cloudbuster. Oh. Cloudbuster. Cloud. Cloudbuster. Cloud. Whatever. Whatever. But, um, yeah, he had, he had tons of stuff, which was pretty cool. Uh, asked him about helis. It. <laughs> <laughs> The thing he said is, yeah, I used to stock helis, and then, you know, people would buy them and then come back in 10 minutes later saying, <laughs> it crashed. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, just it doesn't seem like they sell because people just crash it and then they don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure that. this guy was over on Route 10. Did he have a lot of uh, train stuff? Yep, he had a lot of trains. He just had a lot of, like, you know, plastic kits. He, had, he just had a lot of everything. It's like, you know, you took, a, you know, like a hobby town, you know, like a hobby town USA. It's pretty big size, right? Yeah. It had a lot of stuff. You know, the guy was pretty nice. Oh, I know um, where this guy is. He's on 206. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, um, he did have the Industrial FPV. Oh, cool. But... <laughs> He only had the ready to fly one, oh. so it was like one fifty nine with the cheesy controller and the little screen, and I was just like, uh, mm. I just want to buy the regular one for ninety nine bucks because I have goggles, I have my DX nine, I don't need, you know, yeah, small little dinky toy transmitters. So, yeah, and he's like, oh, we could order it and stuff, and I was like, oh, cool, yeah, I could order it too, <laughs> thinking in my head, you know, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll have him order. Maybe I'll go back. Um, I know another hobby shop I want to check out 
while we're on the topic is uh, our friend Christian, right? Christian Lauren. He has, uh, I think it's like Drone Store New Jersey or Drone New Jersey or something like that in Totowa. I want to go check that one out. He says he, he should have the FPV Inductrix in stock there too. I just don't know if he has the the ready-to-fly uh, version or the bind-and-fly. So okay. I'll, I'll figure that out, maybe pick that up maybe tomorrow. If the furniture guy comes, <laughs> not the furniture guy, the appliance guys, if they come and do their job and, you know. And you're not in jail. Yeah, and I'm not in jail. And, you know, I, I was talking to Maria about it. I was like, you know, should I? It's like if if you know if they're different guys and they come and they do the good you know they do a good job, do I hold it against them and not tip them or do I you know drop them a twenty and be like thanks you know yeah. I don't know I don't know you know it's like that's you a know, tough the, the, one man the, the good side the good person in me you know because I know it's a pain in the ass right I mean I don't want to lift appliances even if that is my job you know like I don't want to take haul away the old shit. But, you know, it's like when I was younger, dude, I had a lot of trouble with tipping. But, yeah, when I was younger, I had a lot of trouble with tipping people. I I would never tip people. I'd be like, well, that's your job, you know, to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Um, You know, but it's hard to think. Like, I hold a grudge against. Yeah, that's like I said, that's a tough one, man. I don't know. know. It's really not the guys that are showing up. It's not their fault. It depends, man. I mean, if, if they're cool and, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah. Um, all right. So what you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, I did do a little work on the SE5 a bit. I, I started measuring that out and uh, and trying to get plans for that into the computer. I still don't know how I'm going to do that. I, I basically need a program. I'm going to have to trace it. I think I'm just going to go into the paint program that I normally use and take the blueprints that I have already and just trace them out and see if I can figure out something and, and get like a scale, like, like they kind of do, you know, um, with the flight test stuff, they have like a scale, you know, if you print it out, this equals one inch type of thing. Right. You yeah. know, and I'll, I'll work off of something like that and make sure I get it, you know, correct. So you're going to have to do that and then actually build it, right? To yeah. Make sure. Yeah. And then do your pictures and your build instructions and all that. That seems like a very, uh, Long process. Yeah. <laughs> you can understand why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> now, that, right. now that you said all that, yeah, the pictures and all that stuff. I mean, most of this stuff's pretty easy. It's just going to be the, it's going to be the motor mounting that's going to be, that's going to throw people because there's no power pod. I can't get a, you can't get a power pod in there because it's on such an angle. Oh, unless, yeah. unless I cut a special power pod like I was talking about, I might do that. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. Or, well, didn't you, I thought you took a power pod and put it in there, but you did what the, um, you did the same thing as the bushwhacker, where you actually insert the power pod in an angle. Yeah, but it's not—it's not a standard length. It's really short. Oh. Because if it was long, it would stick out the side of the fuselage. So then, why don't you just? I could do like, that. It's not—it's not, it's not going to be—it's it, going to have a power pod, air quotes, but it's not going to be a swappable, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you just make your own power pod, whatever length you want, and put it in the angle, and yeah. that'll you know, and put the slots in it, so that way you can, it'll key into that fifteen degree angle, whatever angle that you fifteen you degree. <laughs> what? What is it? It was two degrees. <laughs> oh no, I, I said fifteen. I didn't say fifty. I know you said fifteen. It wasn't fifteen. It was two. Oh, is that? I don't know. It looked pretty out there. <laughs> That's two. That's two degrees. Oh, that's only two degrees. Yeah, of deflection. Or no, I, I the, think it was two. Whatever the it was, whatever the bushwhacker was, and I think the bushwhacker was like two degrees. Oh, 
Yeah. I thought the tractor was more than that, but okay. Yeah. Cool. And I was in the I was in the shed over the weekend moving some stuff around and I got the the giant SE5, the 97-inch version up kind of added away. And I was moving that around and I was taking a better look at that and it seems like the turtle deck is coming off of that. Uh so man, I'm going to have to get some gorilla glue if I'm going to reuse that. I like the fuselage, that's okay, but I'm going to have to redo the wings and all that on that big sucker. Um I think you should gorilla glue that whole plant. But yeah, I'm going to probably gorilla glue a lot on that cuz I have I have um I have a lot of time with that. Not I'm not yeah. getting that ready for any any more events mm-hmm. at the moment. And I also worked on something that was RC, but it's not a plane, it's not a helicopter, it's not a quad, a car, or a boat. Wait, wait, wait. How could that be RC then? What is it, a robot? It's not really a robot, no. Oh. You got any more guesses? Oh, oh, let me see. Um, hmm. I was originally going to use... Um, yeah, give me a hint. I was originally going to use like a a uh, an um, I guess it's a bit of sonar and an Arduino to run this thing, and I was just going to let it go. But I want to make it FPV, so I'm going to probably take the uh, the radio signals from the receiver and bring it into the Arduino, and then run the motors from there. Hmm. So it's something that moves on its own that can. Know its surroundings with sonar. Well, there was two different ways of me setting it up. One was with like some kind of sonar, cheap sonar. One was, Uh um, and the other way, I want to make it. I want to make it FPV. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually interpret the, the receiver signals instead of going to like servos or motors. I'm gonna have them go to the Arduino, and the Arduino is gonna take care of that, of like, of like firing the motors, and getting them to go right. A tank. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 3D printed tank I was working on a while ago. I got to post some pictures nice. on on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I think all I saw was like the tank track or something that you were building. Yeah, you know what? I got this thing off a of Thingiverse and it was one of the first things I 3D printed and I thought I was amazed at like being able to 3D print like the tops and the sides and and put it all together. It was really cool mm-hmm. to like start off from nothing and have this this physical piece. Um Right. It's it kind of takes some cheesy really cheap worm drive motors that are are just dc they're not you know they're not um it's an all motors dc yeah but they're not they're, they're the old cool they're not brushless what i'm trying to say they're the they're brush, brushed yeah the brush motors dc motors That's fine though so in order for me to get them to work like a tank though where they would reverse you have to go through like an h bridge as they call it mm-hmm. and uh so i have that converter and i have the arduino but i want to hook it up so I can, like I said, I can do FPV. So I want to, I want, I want to make it so I can use the, the controls. Um, but I, in I the don't right get it. Way. Why not? Why not just make it regular like RC car motors? You know, like maybe some small ones or whatever, and just hook up an electronic speed controller and have the Arduino send a PWM signal to it. Well, it's going to send the PWM signal. It's just going to be for the DC. It's because it's got to send it through the H bridge because it's got to go in reverse. Yeah, but can't you? Have the ESCs? Like, can't you tell it to go reverse on the ESCs? I don't know. I've never, I've never done that. Hmm. I feel like you can. I feel like you can interface a regular like RC car, you know, forward reversing ESC to uh, an Arduino 
with a PWM signal. Well, I also wanted PPM to keep signal. it cheap, and I know those, oh, those ESCs true. aren't cheap. Hobby King, they are cheap. Look into them. They're really cheap. Like, if you're not going, like, high power, high amps, you know, you can maybe get a motor and, I don't know, but those are brushless. <laughs> that would be kind of crazy. You'd have to gear it down like crazy. Exactly, and it's got, like yeah. I said, it's got worm drive now. I custom 3D printed the the one sprocket for for it, so I don't know. Drive I'll, I'll see yeah. how it works with these motors. I mean, okay. they're, they're probably yeah. cheap and probably not going to be the best, but who knows? I'm just going to tool around with it. So yeah, so yeah, I was no I was thinking about originally building it and you know just letting it run around with my nephews, but I think my nephews would actually um, by the time I finish it, they're going to be a little older and they might be into FPV. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it, man. That's all I've been working on aside from helping helping you out and helping my brother in law out and doing all that good stuff. So let's get on to our main topic: the future of the hobby. The future. The future. The future of is plastics. Plastics is the future. Oh, all right. Um, you don't get that reference. The plastics is the future. Plastics. It's the future. What is that? I don't know. It's from an old movie. Oh, I forgot the name of it now. So bad reference. But uh, I wanted. Uh, I, I, we should have introed it like the future of the hobby. <laughs> Damn, we got enough reverb there. Yeah. Cavernous. Oh, awesome. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what's your take on the future of the hobby? You know, what do you think the, the hobby's going? Down the tubes. No, it's um, oh. it's actually I, I see a lot of cool stuff coming out in the future, man. Um, mm-hmm. I really think that, uh, you know, you have the quads that are that are getting this is the, I, I there's I think there's going to be a, a struggle of airspace in the future. And hopefully mm-hmm. we don't get pushed out the door by uh, corporations, you know, like Amazon and whoever wants to deliver and stuff like that yeah. by quads. Um, but I do think that the quad technology is gonna gonna somehow leap from the quads into a lot of these planes that people are flying. Mm-hmm. And we already see planes now. Almost every plane has some form of AS3X, some form of stabilization, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some form of safe technology. So I was thinking, you know, when you and I were talking about this originally, I was like, you know, I can see I can see a, a day in a not so distant future where, you know, you have a plane, you're you're kind of in the intermediate learning how to fly and maybe landing's not the best thing you can do and mm-hmm. you know, you set it on a runway and it knows that hey, I'm moving along and I'm taking off in this direction. Mm-hmm. It's got GPS yeah. and whatnot. And if you get, you know, hung up or the battery starts to die, It'll automatically come around and land for you. It's the same place it took off. Yeah, kind of like how the the quads, right? They kind of do that now. Yeah. Um, the fail safe. I, I also thought about you know, well, what if somebody's on the runway, but you know they have the fail safe now with the quads, and they don't really worry about that either. You know, like somebody being yeah, I mean, in the it's way. A, it's it's a little different with the quads because they hover <laughs> and then and then they land, and so it kind of gives like anyone who's there, like if you're underneath them and a you know, a, a phantom is hovering above you because it's in fail-safe mode and it's trying to land itself. Um, you know, you it would give you a couple of seconds to be like, "Oh crap, let me move out the way." Yeah. Um, on an airplane, because you have to make an approach and you actually need airspeed to land, I, I could see I could see that being kind of a, a thing. You know, maybe have like a, a built-in kind of um, alarm on it, so like you hear it like beeping. Yeah, right. I was like, just gonna say, yeah. You know, so you like you're on a runway setting your 
your plane down to take off or whatever, and you hear this plane coming at you beeping, yeah, it's probably good <laughs> I did to move out the way because, you know, that could be a thing where, hey, if a plane's beeping and coming down, that means it's landing itself because there's no control, you know? Yeah, or it's got a speaker and a voice system on it and saying, landing, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, landing, 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 emergency yeah. landing. Emergency <laughs> landing. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I could see technology, the the quad technology, you know, really the phantom stuff, right? Like the DJI stuff. They have a lot of, you know, um, technology in that, in that those quads, it, right? Yeah, they got, like, it's very impressive, got, man. Yeah, I think the, the Mavic has like um collision avoidance system in it yep um ground avoidance so like you know if you're like flying and the ground starts to seep up uh you know it'll actually avoid the ground with sonar the unique one that i saw on, fl- on flight test uh <laughs> there was two episodes they had they had one that was kind of like a selfie drone that would follow you around and then they yeah. had another one that was i think a, um a six uh motor hel- uh quadcopter Hex, yeah, yeah. I guess that would be a quadcopter. Um, yeah, yeah it'd be a, a hex. hexcopter. <laughs> I think it was a hexcopter, and that had complete uh, avoidance. Like that yeah. had follow me, and it would actually avoid the trees. Like you know, um, yeah. on Fury Field, there in his driveway, there's that row of trees. That well, they were walking mm-hmm. in and out of the trees and trying to get it to crash into a tree, and it it, it would get close, but it uh, it was actually avoiding the trees, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. So I think the technology will definitely bleed into um, the drone technology. Will definitely bleed into the airplanes, and maybe not so much the helicopters, because um, you know. Well, they're putting if the, you fly, they're putting if, safe on the helicopters. They're putting safe on the helicopters, but not. Like, I'm talking about like GPS, you know, avoidance systems. Yeah. Um, self landing and all that stuff. That fail safe landing. Th- those type of stuff. I feel like. The, the heli community in masses will reject it. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, we want to have full control on helis. We don't, you know, even even when we're hitting the old crap rescue buttons, you know, once the rescue's out of it, you want to still have control right after. It's not like, oh, crap, okay, it's landing by itself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think that technology is definitely moving forward, and, and things are getting more automated, faster, you know, safer, yeah, and you know how that works. It, the like the the hexcopter I'm talking about from Unique is, uh, I think it was thirteen hundred dollars. But you know how that starts out. It always starts out on the expensive stuff and trickles down to the smaller stuff and the cheaper stuff. Sure, sure. They do the same thing in uh, in automobile, right? Yeah, in automotive. You talk about the technology that you know F1 cars produce and do the R and D eventually trickle down to the the higher end brands and then the higher end brands eventually trickle down to you know the mid and the lower end brands right so technology will always uh be integrated and and adopted uh downwards yeah as as the components get cheaper and the availability of parts and and the technology is you know open source almost you know so it's easier for for the companies to you know take on that technology but uh one of the, the one of the things I want to talk about the future of the hobby is um, Bert Camera, Camera. He posted about this hashtag that he created with this logo, um, and the hashtag is Keep RC Heli Alive. Uh, so he he wrote this pretty long thing about it and the reason why he you know developed this logo and and this uh, hashtag, and 
uh, kind of most of this is quoted from him. Some of it is just kind of um, shortened up, just because he wrote a pretty long uh, post about it. But uh, he wrote, he feels in the arts. Oh, well, yeah, he wrote. Let's see. The RC Heli Hobby has been on a decline. He believes this could be part of the emergence of drones, but there might be other reasons as well. Uh, he's been in a hobby for 10 plus years, you know, creating um, in the hobby, training, teaching folks how to fly, uh, to starting his own brands and, and developing and, you know, making a living out of it. So, so, you know, so if anyone knows about the de- decline in this hobby, it'd probably be him since that's his bread and butter, right? That's what he does day in, day out. Right. Uh, so he created this hashtag so that, you know, people can share and spark interests and push his hobby forward by sharing and teaching, engaging with folks at events about this great heli hobby. Um, wh- what do you think about this, about the statement of the, the heli hobby portion um, in a decline? I I don't know, dude. You wouldn't know it at our club, um, yeah. Because we have quite a few helicopter pilots. A lot of guys fly everything at our club: mm-hmm. planes, you know, multi rotors, helicopters. But like you said, he would see it first. Yeah, I mean, because he's in it, right? Like, I mean, he's bird. He's maybe it's. <laughs> I mean, like you said, he lives in Florida. Maybe it's it's a little bit regional. I don't know because Could he's be. in Florida. He might not I mean, see it. You know, I know they have high winds in Florida a lot of a lot of the times. You know, they get out and mm-hmm. they fly in the morning. And Gina was saying, you know, they don't really fly in the summer that much because it's super hot. You know, right? They do a their lot winter's of, really their flying season, right? Yeah, they do a lot of events in the winter time. You know, and I mean, even Urcha, right? They they I think from from other podcasts and other folks that I've spoke to, you know, this past Urcha was like. It was sparse. It wasn't a lot of people. I think at one point they probably had, I think Urcha at a high point had like, I don't know, way over a thousand pilots. And now it was more like 700, you know? Yeah, I, I it's, think it's that. Getting smaller. I think you could attribute that to, uh, you know, drones and, and the drone racing that's going on. But then again, you know, I'd look at events like the one Chris has in Rochester, man, and mm-hmm. how many fantastic pilots were up there. Like, unbelievable pilots that you i've never heard of before mm-hmm. and i was just blown away like i could stand there and watch these guys all day flying yeah they were just really yeah. good pilots and i mean that says a lot for the helicopter hobby too you know sure i mean you know you look at other fun flights like rchn right i think they just had their fourth fun fly yeah. fourth annual and you know i remember i think nick or dan was saying on one of their episodes that um, they don't see a decline in the in the heli hobby. In fact, they see an in- incline. You know, like it's it's yeah. for them. They're seeing more and more pilots, which is great to hear. You know that maybe it's regional. You know, it definitely can be. Like maybe in, in the northwest, more people are flying. Um, but like like you're saying, maybe in the southeast, you know, less and less. Or or Urcha being kind of smack in the middle. You know, I mean, well, was there something that was going on at Urcha? Like, were were prices starting to get, you know, more and more expensive for for staying? And you know, you don't know if that plays into it either. Sure, you know, it could be that. It could be, you know, it could be a lot of things. But when people start seeing believe... five bucks for water, you know, they're right. like, you know what, this is getting a little too expensive. Yeah, but I do believe that as the drone 
like you know the whole drone thing right the whole quad racing and 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 that type of um that portion of the hobby i feel like that portion has taken um a big chunk of the heli community out um and not even ha- taking chunks of the community uh, heli community out but the new people that are getting into rc they're not looking at like oh i want to pl- fly an rc airplane or or RC helicopter. They're like, "Ooh, this quad racing stuff looks cool. FPV looks cool." You know? Yeah. Uh, so instead of kind of going to these other niche portions of the hobby, they're going into this other version, you know, which is the quad racing and the FPV stuff. You know, they they hear about these these high ticket, you know, grand prizes and stuff. It's like you can't fly a helicopter and get a you know a one million dollar first place prize, grand prize. That doesn't happen, no. you know. Not even not even two hundred fifty thousand. Like, but easily, you you know, in Dubai they were giving out a million dollar grand prize, two hundred fifty thousand dollar prizes, you know, and all this stuff. So, you know, I could see new folks getting into it, being lured into it for the money aspect. And plus, which you know, I, think it's, I was going to say you you can see that uh, you know you can get yourself a little inductrix and FPV and have a ball with that in a small area like in your apartment mm-hmm. you know you can in your apartment you in set your house a little course, in your backyard yeah, in your in your house yeah. and have a ball with that and have your buddies yeah. you know you could race your friends they have some you know so, yeah. yeah i can i can you can't really do that with a helicopter or a plane inside your house yeah. i mean you, you kind of can but it's not going to be long before you're smashing a helicopter into something and somebody's <laughs> well you're definitely going to smash a helicopter into something even if it's a small you know micro um, a plane, maybe the the isn't there a night vapor that's FPV, right? I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, um, but that's not even know. as cheap as the Inductrix now. Like, yeah. I don't even think that's ninety nine dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I thought it was around one fifty. Yeah. The thing about quads that I think is also very learning, and even heli pilots move over to the quads, um, is because when you crash, you don't have a big repair bill. You don't have big downtime. You know, yeah, and the I think the learning curve is a lot shorter, right? You got what? You don't need to know orientation, you know. No, forward is always forward, back is always back, left is always left, right is always right. Like that never changes. And like you said, you can fly the small little inductrix around or the the nano QX and kind of bash it around and and have fun in your house. Now, this is my opinion. I don't think it's as gratifying and fun. To, to fly these FPV stuff. I've done it, you know. I've, I've you know, and it was fun, but it was like, eh, cool. This looks nice, you know. Oh, yeah. Fun. But when, you know, I fly heli and I'm like, you know, it's taking my breath away and I can't breathe for that three and a half minute flight and I land, I'm like, whoo, this was exciting. Like the adrenaline rush was a lot more for me. Well, that's just it, and, too. And you've put the time in to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To get to that level to be able to fly. Uh, comfortable too, right? Because within a weekend, you could probably be mastering these in, the inductrix here and and been having a you know having a ball with that inside your house. Yeah, right. I mean, they and, the nine, and that's, that's the one that I want to get one. <laughs> the one that's one ninety nine is that actually comes with a everything a a radio transmitter and a re- video receiver. It looks like yeah, and a t- and a and a screen. Yeah, it comes with everything. That's ready amazing. To go. For two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks. That's insane, you know? dude. 
you know, and I guess, you know, you get the same adrenaline rush when you do the competition stuff. But I don't I don't like competing. I don't know. Um and that kinda like in racing. Yeah. I, I used to do a lot of street racing. I used to race on a racetrack with, you know, doing like SCCA type of stuff or uh PDA performance driving association stuff. But um yeah, I don't know. It, it gets too competitive, and then it, it gets into like clicky groups, and then there's arguments, and there's there's like just drama. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. This is a freaking hobby. Who wants drama? So, so where's this hobby going? You know, is it gonna be like all quad? Is it is is airplane and heli is gonna be secondary to to all multi rotor? I don't know. Uh, unless they figure out a way for a spectator to actually enjoy it. I think spectators actually enjoy watching helicopters and planes more. Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, the last, I think it was the last episode, was, at least it was the last episode I listened to of the Flight Test Community cast. They had um, this couple on there. I forgot their names. They uh, do FPV racing wings. Yeah. Now, Racing wings are a lot cooler to watch because you can actually see them in the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so what do you think? You think, you know... But that's... You think FPV in general is kind of going to take over everything else? I don't know. We're, is there competitions now for FPV racing wings? They're starting to, yeah. Starting I to think... Because um, I liked what Chad Capper said. They're going to have quads the size of, you know, bed frames and... They're going to be smashing. They're going to have gas motors on them, smashing them up, kind of like the only good scene from Star Wars Episode One. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh huh. Like that, I would think would be pretty cool. Like I don't know how far away you would have to be. <laughs> pretty far, I would think. You don't want this flying, literal flying lawnmower <laughs> to be rolling down into anybody. But uh, I mean, do do it. Like have us have those. You know, I mean. I, F1 racetrack, right, or a NASCAR track with an inner race course, right? You know, not just the oval, but when they go inside yeah, the yeah, track. Yep. Back up. Um, I mean, those can handle full-size cars. So say a quad that's like a size of an an ATV, right? Like, you know, not super big, but big enough that you can see them. Yeah, that would be crazy, man. And, and then just make sure like the flight controllers or whatever they have has a hard deck. Like they can't get above 20 feet. So that way, all the fencing and stuff will still pr- protect the spectators. Yeah, yeah. Why not? That would be I freaking crazy. Yeah, I don't think the heli aspect is declining. I actually think the plane side is probably declining more. Um, I always see things. These- I don't know. I see things balance out a lot in life and with stuff, man. And I, I know I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but you have sure. like you had. The post office, they were the only way you could get a, a letter back and forth. And then, you know, you basically had stamps going up to 50 cents of whatever it is now. Uh, and then you had email come out. And then email came out, and people really didn't send letters as much as they used to. And I mean, who sends a letter anymore? Not too many people. So yeah. you have that, that come out, and the post office kind of takes a hit. But then you have uh, companies like Amazon come out. So now it's not letters they're shipping. They're shipping packages. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of, things kind of balance themselves out in a way. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely do balance out. And, but some things do fail, right? Or, you know, yeah. It's going to fail, but then it'll just kind of, that kind of energy will just shift to something else. And I really don't see, I don't see a decline in anything. I don't know. As, as far as like just looking at 
online sites and and seeing what mm-hmm. companies are coming out with. I mean, you have SAB coming out with stuff. Horizon Hobbies always got new stuff uh, coming out, and you know, and that includes multi rotors and planes. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. And you know, you got companies like Oxy that or Lynx and, and Oxy that that uh, you know coming out with the hopefully the Oxy Four someday. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the Oxy Three is a fantastic little helicopter, man. Mm-hmm. So I don't don't know, man. As long as they keep making things, you know, easy for us, uh, you know, okay. less of a hassle. I don't I don't see it really taking a decline that much at all. Okay, let's now kind of flip this. So one of one of the people that I'm I'm Facebook friends with that are in the, the RC Heli community posted this recently. Um, I'm not gonna mention names or anything, but he basically posted that. Was it Anthony? <laughs> no, nah, okay. he doesn't fly Hallies anymore. Oh, that's right, dude. He wants to sell his logo. Really? Yeah. What size logo? Six ninety SX. Oh, you should buy it. I should. It's a good Halley. I Should. Dude, just 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 lowball him. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I'll give you four hundred for the Anthony. <laughs> shut off the podcast right now. <laughs> We're gonna talk about you. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, you know. How about how about ready to fly for four hundred bucks? There you huh? go. Five hundred. You Sold. know, we'll pack five hundred. Sold. Sold. So this guy posted. He's saying that you know. I think it was kind of. I don't know if his response to keep RC Heli alive or, or it was just kind of like to add on to it. But he made this kind of blanket statement saying that that manufacturers and companies is what's killing the hobby. For RC Hollies, the RC Holly community hobby. Really? Uh, yeah, and, and you know, I don't agree with this person. Um, In what respect did he say that? That that the prices of parts, the prices of helis, the prices of electronics is just skyrocketing so high that you know it's it's hard for people to get into the hobby or to stay in the hobby because it's it's an expensive hobby. It's an, it's it's definitely more expensive, I think. Than the quad side because everything on the quad side is getting cheaper. Um, the airplane side, you know, it's not too bad depending on what you're looking to get. Um, you know, think about the price of a 700 heli. You you know, which is pretty much like that's kind of the the big heli, right? Right. I mean, obviously there's bigger ones, but that that's kind of like the standard of what a big heli is. <clears throat> you know, but then you get like a 110 inch or 109 inch. Uh, Wingspan 3D airplane, and you know that's that's about, a couple thousand too, right there. That's a couple thousand too, right? But you know, when you look at a 700 heli and you're looking at a 109 inch wingspan, you know, yak, it's like, whoa, that plane is huge, right? It it actually overshadows the heli like nothing. Um, you, so it kind of seems like you're getting more money for the plane than you are for the heli. I don't know. I don't know about that because, like, I always I always equate thing to how does it cost me to re- repair. Like if you crash a freaking plane pretty good, you're you're about done with that plane. Like there's yeah. you can repair it, but like you've said, you're never gonna get that back to the way it was yeah, flying. You can buy another airframe, right? Yeah. But if you we, crash we a heli pretty good, I mean mm-hmm. you can actually get that back to the way it was flying before. Yeah. Like brand new almost. Oh yeah, definitely. That's one thing about helis because it's it's pure engineering and mechanics, right? right? Like you have your electronics, obviously, but the the core airframe is all you know aluminum, carbon fiber, and steel. Like that stuff, you can 
pretty much buy every single nut and bolt and rebuild it to brand new spec. And I actually like uh, that about the Oxys because, I mean, that's the one I smash the most, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you, it gives you kind of a sense of assurance that, you know, once it's back together, you know what it's supposed to fly like and you can get it back that way, you know, yes. by replacing a couple of parts here and there. Yes, definitely. As long as you don't break core um, electronics, yeah. I mean, it's not that bad, but... Oh boy, you know my last crash or my only crash of that Goblin Seven Hundred, man. Oof, I don't want to crash that thing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. Who wants to drop six hundred dollars to fix a helicopter? You know. Yeah, and I think just, I think a a large plane would be even more than that, though, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, if I crashed a large plane like I crashed this heli, right? You know, like as far as the damage, it would be a rekit. You would have to buy a new airframe, which would probably cost you a thousand and fifteen hundred. Yeah. So, you know, and there's there's no that's the thing about balsa kits is you, there's only so much you can glue or cut away balsa and re-add balsa to it and recover it. Like, eventually things aren't going to line up. Things aren't going to work right. They're not going. It's not going to hold up to its original strength. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. When you get into the hundreds. Um- yeah, in, in these planes, they're they're up around a thousand dollars, and that's with without, you know, servos, motor, anything. Right, right. That's just a bare airframe. Um, now, talking about airplanes, this is another thing that I feel like is a dying part of the hobby. Is is uh, kits, you know, balsa kits, or you know, I mean, I guess the foamy kits, you know, they're still out there. Toasted Hobbies, for example, you know they're they're still doing very well as far as I can tell. Yeah, but but the balsa kits are I feel like they're hard to come by. You know, not many manufacturers do balsa kits anymore. They they're all ARFs, ARFs almost ready to fly, which are basically modular building, right? Like you have your wing halves, you have your fuselage, you glue the tail on, like, and you know, and then you install your electronics and your motor, and, and you're ready to fly. But I feel like the kits are dying. You know, it's hard to find kits that are good or new or different. Oh, I'll agree with that. And eventually, I think they're going to die away completely. That the only way you'll be able to build a balsa kit is to scratch build that kit. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. And when you have like the only giant scale balsa kits you can get are like special order laser cut from certain companies that are here and there and gone one day. Here, the, here, here! One day, gone the next on on the internet, man. Yeah, right. Your only choice is to actually just, you know, download plans, print them out, and build it yourself. Yeah. Scratch build it, more or less. Right. I mean, I guess it's good that if you bought a kit from, say, one said one of these companies that are, you know, here and gone. Um, at least you have the plans, and you'll be able to make the original parts again. But, I mean, do you ever try cutting out a, a wing rib from a balsa, like a, a sheet of balsa? Oh, yeah. I, it sucks I'm, because you're cutting and it hits that, the grain. And it's yeah, like, and it's done. Oh, yeah, you got to do it over. I mean, I guess there's some tricks to it. Um, and, you know, it's like I'm lucky that my uh, my company has a laser cutter so I can technically import those plants into the computer and laser cut my own parts on balsa. But, you know, that's not going to be – that's not an option for everyone, right? That's not an availability of, for everyone. No. Um, and when, so, yeah. You know, and when you, you have, have companies coming out 
like uh, FMS coming out with large scale stuff, like 60, 80 inch wingspan stuff. That's yeah. Hangar Nine is another one. Yeah, that's it's not balsa. It's you know, uh, it's the foam. And, yeah, EPO. Yeah, and it's and it's under four hundred dollars. I mean, that's insane, dude. And the um, the details are really nice these days. Yeah, uh, they're getting better and better. You know, they're they're getting some planes that are made out of foam will look real. They'll have like the little rivet holes and stuff, like you know, that like the real planes used to have and stuff. So, I mean, FMS is coming out with a Beaver that's two hundred two thousand millimeters, which is almost eighty inches, and yeah, it's three twenty nine, and that's with the motor ESC servos. That's insane, dude. That's like receiver ready, right? Yeah. PNP? Yeah. Is that what that means? Yeah, plug and play, I guess. <laughs> yeah. PNF? Why wouldn't it be PNF? Plug and fly. Like you plug in your receiver and your pack and you fly. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, so I think balsa kits are kind of dying out. Um, so I think they're going to be a thing of a past. Like 10 years from now, balsa kits will only be in ARF mode. You cannot get a kit. The only reason I really like balsa kits, and I think they're still around, is, well, it depends if you're a builder or not. But for me, it's if I see something I like, I can build it in the size I want no matter what. As long as I have the plans, can blow them up, scale them however I want. I haven't done it yet, but I could do it. I mean, I've done, I'm doing that with the with the <laughs> flight test stuff and, you know, the SE5. Yeah. And, well, that's different with foam board, for sure. Exactly. But I, I just find it funny that you're saying this. Like, yeah, you can blow it up. And I'm like, did you build a – have you ever no, built a balsa kit yet? I, I can only imagine that you can do it, do it with like that, right, or no? Uh, more or less. I would think you could. You know? I'm going to have to prove you wrong. I'm going to have to build a balsa kit and then build a big one. All right. I want you to build – something. <laughs> I want you to build a balsa kit and then blow it up two hundred percent and build that same balsa kit. Yeah, that would be epic, as uh, Despot would say. All right, you say that as if it's. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's hard or not, but what 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 would be the pitfalls of doing something like that? What would, what would you think I would run into? Um, balsa is not that strong. Okay. So you think like, okay, between your ribs, you have like, say, two inches on a 100% version, right? Yeah. Two inches between each rib, and you have a 50-inch, 60-inch wingspan plate. Cool. Now you're taking that same um, two inch and making that four inches. And granted granted that the... Um, you'd be beefing up the spar as well, right? You'd be beefing up the spars, but the spars are usually still made out of balsa. Everything is made out of balsa for the most part, except for like key portions that are you know hobby grade quarter inch not even quarter inch they're like three millimeter two millimeter um plywood right so i don't know how that's gonna work like and also when you cut out the ribs each rib usually the sheets are like one eighth of an inch are you gonna go not one eighth one sixteenth of an inch i think it's really flat and tiny but you know will you double that up yeah i don't know Right, so I'm just curious. Like, well, what do these guys do when they build giant planes? They got to be building it out of something. They build out of balsa, but they don't, and plywood, but they don't. You know, like it was, it was already engineered for that size. It's not that they're re-engineering. Oh, engineering, engineering. Just, yeah, just put like, it together and see if it goes. Just glue a bunch of sticks together and That's see what it. happens. Right. It only took you two months out of your life to do it. <laughs> well, two months for 100 percent with plans. <laughs> 
with instructions <laughs> and laser cut. Let's well, see it took it you is. two years of your life. Yeah, I think there was a uh, who I, I remember reading somewhere. Someone was, or I was talking to someone. Oh, man, my memory is shot. <laughs> but they were talking about um, they were building like this huge airplane. It took them like I think it was. It was like a whole group of guys that were building. Wasn't it, it Mike? I think it was from the crash. I think it was from Crash Cast. Huh? Oh, I thought it was Mike from the club. I thought he had a story no, no. like that. Or, or was it Mike? And okay, so let me see if it's a story. So, no, no, it wasn't. I don't think. But there, you know, it was like a group of four or five, four guys, and they built all built the same plane. But it was this huge, like, huge plane. I don't even know, like, like a hundred and forty inch wingspan or something crazy. And you know, a lot of them made in crash done but they took over like five years to build it oh and then made it done and like there's only one existing plane that's flying right now oh, that might be crash cast yeah i think it was crash cast i could be mistaken now <laughs> so i mean hey bring it back man let's see i want to i want to see go do, do it do it i'd do like it. to just <laughs> take plans that i find you know whether i build it uh, you know, in the correct scale or not, just I'd love to just take plans some of a plane that I like and mm-hmm. put some time into it that way. You know, just just print them out and uh, and do it the old school way. Yeah, I just ah oh man, I just feel maybe like maybe when I'm old, I, I would like the laser cut or something. Like next year when I'm old, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> I'm still a young guy this year. You said something about your mid-age, mid-life crisis? Yeah. That's like, it's been going on yeah, for the last 10 years? That, yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, he said it's been going on for 10 years, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Screw you, Jeff. I can say that because he doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Jeff. All right. So, so helicopter-wise, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like the hobby is it's still kind of holding strong, at least in my I eyes. I think so, man. I feel like the airplane stuff is dying down a little because I'm more and, I'm more excited you know, about the helicopter stuff. I mean, when you got companies like we were saying, like Oxy and Goblin yeah. and or SAB and and uh, you know Protos coming out with their like the deal they have on on their 700 man, the the V2. Oh, Gowie? No, the V2, the the Protos. Well, yeah, the, yeah I'm saying Gowie too. Oh. Um, you know, Gowies are normally pretty expensive helicopters or. Not boutique, but they're just kind of expensive, right? They're you know seven hundreds are usually around a thousand to twelve hundred or so. And then they released this. Oh right, the smaller XS one, right? Or XS or something like that. No, it was a seven hundred. Oh, was it? I thought they had a three hundred size that was. But it's a retail price is seven fifty. Oh wow! For the airframe, that's that's right in line, pretty much with the Protos, which is seven hundred six ninety nine. So think about it. buying a seven hundred. Airframe for seven hundred bucks or seven fifty, you know. Wow. I mean, the Gowies is is definitely on my list of considerations of my next heli. Oh boy. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's it's Mikado. I blame I, I blame Mikado for that. You blame Mikado. <laughs> Besides the oxys, I was all Goblin, right? You know, you know. As soon as I bought my first three eighty, I was like, oh, I love it, Goblin seven hundred. Oh, I love it, Goblin five seventy. Oh. I, I like it, <laughs> but it was like you know, uh, was, I was all goblin. I, I loved it. It was great, great flying bird. And then I bought a a logo seven hundred, and then I'm like five seventy sold. 
I'm thinking about selling my 700 to buy another, like buy the the Black Thunder uh, 700 just because I want the lighter. But because I tried that different airframe, it opened up my eyes to different companies. Like I was so like I see that you know narrow. Like I had my blinders on, right? And I was just looking at Goblin SAB. They make awesome helicopters. Their instruction manuals and and you know just their their fit and finish is top notch. But yeah, you know, I got my Mikado, and the instructions were garbage in my opinion. They're like printed out on like a one of those binder things that like they have like a ring on the end, <laughs> like the the pieces of paper with like the the square holes, and there's like a ring on the end. Jeez, oh, <laughs> you know, like that kind of crap. I was like, Ugh, I don't like the instructions, but whatever. And then I flew it, and I put it together, and I flew it. And I was like, holy crap, this is an amazing helicopter. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't know the the, the goblins are. are are great machines dude i just i say all the time man yeah they i mean don't get me wrong i still love my sab hollies but you know that op- but the, buying the logo 700 the new logo 700 opened my eyes to other manufacturers saying that well if this heli is really awesome too what what is a galley gonna be what is the protos you know like what is those like now right. so you know before it was like I'm buying another 700. It's gonna be the Black Thunder, you know. I, I want to buy another 700. It's gonna be the Black Nitro. Like, like it was always Goblin. I my my heart and eyes always went to Goblin first. But now it's like, I want to buy another Heli. Hmm, Protos or Gowie, <laughs> you know? Like I'm, I'm not even really looking at the SAB, um, except for that new small one that they're making because I'm curious to see what they got and and how they build it, um, how they engineer. But uh, you know, it's like. The 420 came out, and I'm like, oh, so it's a stretch 380? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that interests me in a, in, a, in a way that if I smash my 380 again, maybe I'll get a stretch kit if they have one for it. Exactly. That's the way I look at it. It's like, oh, maybe I'll stretch mine, but I, I wouldn't buy a new kit. No, but I think it's pretty cool for guys that have, like like uh, Bill, you know, exactly like Bill. He doesn't have a goblin. He's... He's got uh-huh. a bunch of different. He's got a Gowie X3, and he's got the um, what does he have? He has the Synergy X7 or E7. Yeah, he has a, he has the Synergy E7 SE. He has the the line T Rex 550. Yeah, right. E, so UFC Pro, whatever. So that's that's a pretty cool heli for him to pick up. You know, he wanted a Goblin. Mm-hmm. He didn't want anything too large, too small. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a really really good size for somebody like him. But I don't know who else is picking up something like that. I just feel like the 420 is such a weird size. Like, great for folks that don't have a 380 because I hear that it flies better than a 380 with the disc loader. One of the things I've noticed with my 380 is that it does feel really heavy um, to fly. It doesn't feel floaty. It doesn't feel like, you know, that it wants to stay in the air. It kind of wants to drop. Now, see, I, I like that about those size helicopters. I don't know why. That they want to fall? Yeah, because, like, I'm... I don't know why. I guess I feel like there's more, you know, they cut through the air a little bit more and I can I can bang on them more. I don't know why. I, I just, the heaviness is attracting to me right now. Yeah, I think. Um, Maybe it's because I don't have something to compare it to, like something large. Right. I mean, I think once you get used to the 570 more or if you get a 700, especially on the 700, um, you'll understand why it's better to have lighter disc loading yeah i'm sure it'll it make sense it'll, it'll make sense um 
you want it to come down, you just make it come down. It doesn't make you compensate that it's coming down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, like when I when I want to smack the seven hundred around, like I tell it to go down. <laughs> I don't want it to be like, okay, I want to go up and then I want to do this. Oh shit, it's coming down. <laughs> you know, yeah. like uh, so. I hear you. It it is it's 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 a different feeling and and I think it also comes into like. I mean, I'm I'm not I don't have great collective management, but I know my collective management is getting better um, because I could float things better and I could pop pop things up, you know, and get basically what I mean by collective management is like when you pop it up and you get and you go back to mid stick almost like it's just a little bit yeah positive or a little bit negative and it's like like the heli pops up and then you do a move and it comes down and you pop it back up and you can kind of like. You know, yeah, I know what you mean. Finesse, yeah, you know, kind of smooth three D and all that stuff. And it's interesting that these manufacturers are are still pushing. You know, they're still pushing the envelope. They're still trying to to develop new kits. They're still trying to make the hardware, the electronics better. I think easily, I would say, like the V, uh, the Mikado V control and the V bar Neos and stuff. They've pushed quite a bit. Of the electronic, the fly brothers electronic side, right? Um, I mean, it's pricey stuff, but and that's probably where that guy's coming from. That you know, to have a fully decked out Neo, you're spending five hundred bucks. It's like that's ridiculous. It's it's so crazy, and and a lot of the comments were saying, "I agree, I agree." They're killing the hobby, blah blah blah. And then and then there's this one person that posted that kind of stuck in my mind. They're like. Well, who says you have to buy their stuff? You can. He's like, you know, I've I've CNC cut like frames and built a helicopter myself, and if and I had a pro flight and it flew great. It's like you don't have to buy all this top notch stuff. And he, even the original poster was like, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, people get in the head that like I gotta get the best of the best to fly like the best, and no. Yeah, you don't even have to buy new. I mean, you can get so many great deals buying used. We've said that a million times. All yes, you got to do is call totally. Anthony. He'll get you yeah, something. Anthony, for sure. And his number is 201. Beep, beep, beep. beep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he's 201. 212-GET-HELI. Uh, no, no, you got to do like the old movie style. Like 201-555-1212. Murray Hill 5. Two nine two nine. Yeah. Oh my god. That, well, damn. You're dating it way back now. Circle five. K two nine two nine. Yeah. A one eight hundred get heli. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the hobby is dying in any way. No. I, I, I actually see it. Yeah, I actually see it. I think it's growing more. We see more and more guys coming out to the to the car club with helicopters and. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, even Tony was talking about it. Tony said he had, you know, he's got a nitro, but he was like, you know, I think I'm going to, this Christmas, I'm going to pick up something small with safe on it and, you know, start practicing some orientation. You know, old guy Tony there. Old guy Tony. I don't know how else to describe him. Yeah, yeah. Tony. The, hey, it's Tony. Tony, the guy that's always happy to see, and he's got the, what's that, the gentle lady? Yeah. That he takes off on like 6S and goes straight up with it. To 400 feet. I mean, he, has, he, has, he has quite a bit of, uh, especially his phobies. He has like the Pawnee and that 
the biplane that he flies a lot, the Visionaire he flies. Never have I seen uh, that guy crash anything. I think once I think I saw him crash his Corsair once, man, but I've seen that guy fly weekend after weekend and he always brings everything down in one piece, man. I mean he practically flies every day. Like he's yeah. tired, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's he goes to the field day. every day, whether he flies a pack or two or twenty packs, he's yep. you know, he's he's always there, so I mean, Yeah. It's awesome, man. What do you think the future of the hobby as far as airplanes as like the more old timers start to stop flying? Do you think um I'm gonna get some good know, deals on some stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But do you think like the, the new blood of, of hobbyists coming into it being mainly FPV or helicopters or maybe jets or three D planes, you know? And then as like the old timers start to kind of trickle away with the sport flying and stuff like that, like I don't know. What do you think? You think the hobby's going to change? Like precision flying is going to kind of start going away and more be just all acrobatic stuff? Or yeah, that that probably I think will happen. I see like a whole generation of guys that grew up flying the flight test planes. Like I yes. see a whole bunch of that like down the road. Like I'm getting up there, <laughs> getting up there. I'm I'm going to be an old dude pretty soon next year, and. uh you know, I'm flying flight test planes. I mean, I think you're gonna have you're gonna have guys that grew up on flight test stuff, man, and just are still have one or two here or there, and they bring them out every now and then, like like the ones that fly really well, like the Vigan and you know uh, FT Mustang and the Spitfire. So let's talk about flight tests. I mean, flight tests has been great. They they've been bringing new blood into this hobby for sure and making it easy for people to to be successful in the hobby right yeah. especially in the airplane side i don't even know like how many beginners how many new pilots i saw at flight fest this past year you know like 30 percent, 40 percent of them like you know were very very green i would say but that's great right because they're bringing their kids they're bringing their families it's growing more than just like the old guys at the field, you know, talking about their Boston planes. It's it's bringing in this whole new blood of of people, guys and girls, boys and girls, right? Um, yeah, and you have into the, the whole hobby, community awesome. feel too, man. Right, like, right. That, I think that's feel. I think that's going to speak volumes in in the next like five ten years, where you know you'll have the guy that has the balsa kits and stuff and and the foam stuff he's bought, but like I said, he's he's. He'll see a flight test plane and be like, and start a conversation with a guy. Oh, I built that years ago. It flies great. Oh, I'm having problems yeah. with this. Just got to put a little thrust angle in it, you know, and it'll fly yeah. good. And just, or just the CG's a little bit off. You got to just give it a little more nose weight. <laughs> flight test has a great community. People helping each other out any way they can, and and the heli community I feel is the same too. You know, I feel a lot of that like that kind of like brothers of arms, like you know, yeah. That that we all have this common hobby and we're all willing to help and share this hobby to make it great. Well, we, so. we see that a lot at our club. I mean, because you got guys like yourself and and Rick Ricky that'll uh, help out anybody. Man, always always willing mm-hmm. to help out. Even Mike, uh, you know, President Mike. Yeah, Tony too. Tony is big. He'll like come over and tell you how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether it's right or wrong, he'll tell you how to do he'll it. Tell you how to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I think the clubs is what helps. I just, I feel like, I don't the know, I thing, still have this. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I still have this apprehension about, like, the quad stuff because it's racing. And when it comes to racing, people get competitive. When people get competitive, they get 
drama over stupid things, you know? Well, see, that that was big back in the ni- 80s, 90s. Like, I had a, a Tamaya Falcon. I used to race it. There was a lot of racing going on. Now there's really not that much racing, and they still the cars are still there. The cars are even better than they were back in the day. Yeah. But I don't – you know what happened? They, they went – they were doing the slot racing for a while, but mm-hmm. we used to have – we had a, a whole club up by me called Dirt Runners, and they still have a track, but there's maybe two guys there on a weekend. Maybe one guy there used to go up there, and I used to fly my hel- helicopter and, and plane up there. Oh. So, I mean, when you think about it, you know, the, the, the racing – uh, hardware is still there and even better but you know there's not a lot of i don't see a lot of people doing it anymore yeah but do you think the reason why not a lot of people are doing it is because of what you're saying with the the drama that it was producing yeah it's racing Being right right competitiveness yeah. there's so you think that's gonna happen to quads or you think that's just gonna you know people are gonna still be in it because there's money in it no i and- I, I think it'll probably eventually happen to quads yeah. Unless something saves them like like they get like the ESPN thing takes off. Like it becomes an actual sport. I think it I think it will become an actual sport. Okay. I'm not sure. Like I think it'll become an actual sport in the aspect of like not the Olympics <laughs> but more like, you know, the X games, right? Like that yeah. kind of stuff. They're trying to do that now with PCs and, and the PC gaming and but that's been going on for a long time. I don't think it's has taken off. I don't. I don't see it that much. So I don't know. But maybe it. Maybe it is, and I don't see it. Well, it could be that for sure. You know, I don't see it because it's it's not something I look out for. You know, I don't. I would think if we're going to see it, it's going to be predominant. You know, it's, we're going to see it like Sundays, like football or you know baseball. It's going to be on the major networks. You know, and not just you know two o'clock on ESPN, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, or like only available on ESPN.com, right? Yeah, like yeah. Streaming, like nationally broadcast. Um, yeah, we'll but you see. never know. A lot of things come into play mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, I think it really comes down to the organizations that are running these events, right? I do think you're going to have guys in the hobby that want to challenge themselves, and I'm not cutting the the airplane pilots short at all because mm-hmm. I mean it's challenging to fly an airplane. I honestly say that. Um, and believe that, but I do think that the, the helicopter piloting is, is, is definitely more of a challenge because the, there's so many more, I think levels to it Mm -hmm. because just taking off and getting it to stay in one spot is a challenge. And I mean, you're going to be working on that for, it could be a week. It could be a month, depending on how you fly. It could be two months right? where, you know, the airplane, you can probably get pretty good at and get some patterns down pretty quickly and. Then you know the challenge is landing with, but with I mean you have orientation with both, but there's so many things you can do with a helicopter that you can't do with an airplane. And like I yeah. said, I'm not cutting that short at all. It's just mm-hmm. there's that many lo- more levels to the the challenging aspect of it. So I see that there for guys in you know in the hobby that that are like I really want to challenge myself or I really want to get something more out of it than flying an airplane. I want to try something different, you know. And then when you sure. get hooked. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happened to me, right? Like, yeah, me too. I, yeah, you know, like you, we learned to fly airplanes, and I would say, you know, we're we're very we're we're good, solid flyers. We could you can give us the transmitter of a plane in the air, and we could fly it, no problem. We could take off, we could land, we could do some tricks. 
I mean, we're not at that level where we can do like crazy rolling harriers and doing windfall, like windmills or waterfalls or whatever they're called, and you know, right. doing some crazy stuff. But we we could fly and 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 we could fly comfortable. That that at a, at at a certain point, I was just like, "Ooh, the helicopters are really challenging." And 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 anytime I fly a helicopter and do a couple of tricks and land, and it's not in like ten thousand pieces, <laughs> you know, I got my hands in the air like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anybody to take what I said the wrong way. I still have, I still have such a good time with that twisted hobbies beaver that I always talk about. I can race that thing up and down the runway, not even take off of the ground and have a, have a good time with it. You know, I just yeah. laugh my ass off, and I do so many silly things with that thing. Okay, I was, so- go- I was going through the quad course with it at one point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember that. Uh-huh. just dumb stuff like that that I, I I'm just having fun. I mean, so so going back and forth, dragging a one wheel or whatever. Uh, on the you know the the crack beaver, how is it compared to you doing the same thing with the oxy, going back and forth on the runway, taking off landing, skidding around, pitching the nose around, and just kind of keeping that tail up and kind of like fishtailing it around? The only difference is, I mean, I'm still laughing like an idiot, but uh, I think the only difference is it's, I think it's more impressive. I mean, how conceited of of me is it to say that? But I think people are more impressed when they see a helicopter slide down the runway yeah and or i'm more impressed by it i, lo- I love doing that with my oxys now like i love just like getting a line of skid pitching your nose forward turning it around and then just scraping the front skids as i go off and then just pull up yeah and take off like a plane it's fun yeah it's fun exactly and it, and it feels like it takes a little skill because you know, you saw it when you try to you try to pitch the nose forward and you try to turn <laughs> and try to do a pyro. Yeah, yeah, try to you know just move that tail around and you know when it doesn't go a hundred percent right, you basically tip over and the alley starts to eat itself. <laughs> but dude, when we went to um, the indoor flying thing, Neff in Ohio, man, and I just I flew that Beaver. I could have flown it all day. I think I did fly it all day, and I was just having a ball, just nice and slow, tooling around, coming down, hitting one wheel. You know, going around in a circle or doing something silly and then getting back in the pattern, you know, and coming around. I had such a good time with that, man. And that was that's just a different way of enjoying the hobby, I guess. Sure. I, I see things. I, I don't know. I guess it's the optimist in me. I, I see things getting better and, and more people getting into the hobby because of Flight Fest, because of technology improving. The only thing I see possibly putting an end to it is, you know, regulations and companies that sure. want the airspace. Sure. And, are, and are afraid, but I, I, you know, I think the, I think the fear is over now that now that they know we're not outside their window watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, some people still believe that, though. Yeah, you know, which which is kind of well, I am, I am, the, I am outside your window watching you. Are you? Not you. Oh, oh, I got better. Yeah, okay. what, I don't get better things to do than sit outside your window watching you. Yeah, you got a podcast to record. I got a podcast <laughs> to edit. Yeah, so I mean. I feel like the RC heli or the RC hobby itself is going to continue moving forward. I just feel like there's going to be some strong points and weak points, and like you know, people are going to shift between the different aspects of the hobby. I feel like a lot of the plane people are either going to go into helicopters or multi rotors. A lot of helicopter people are going to go into the multi rotors. A lot of multi rotor people might go into planes because of the flying wings and wing racing. So I feel like. The, the community of the entire RC uh, hobby will kind of shift around, but nonetheless, 
it'll still grow. It'll still move forward. Nice. Let's move it on to the news. The news. Dude, I was on Horizon Hobby, and they have – I have two mm-hmm. two pieces of news. One's the uh, E-Flight UMX A10 that's coming out. Looks mm-hmm. pretty freaking cool. It's yes. dual EDF, and it's like, yes. what, 20-something inches? Probably not even that, that not big. Not even, yeah. It's like a it's micro. Like 18, 20 inches, yeah. That's freaking awesome. Yes, it's a 149, but I'm sure like guys like Luke's RC will have it for like 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we'll see it at um, Ram Show this year. A Ram, okay. Yeah, two 28 millimeter ducted fans with 13,000 <laughs> 13, kV. <laughs> that's wow. gonna make so much racket. That's it's gonna, just gonna it's, that's it's gonna, gonna be, be like awesome. your Habu, like having two yeah. Habu motors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just fly through the air. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. And it takes a four fifty to eight hundred two S. Wow. That's pretty large. Four fifty to eight hundred. Yeah, I'm running uh I'm yeah, running eight hundred in the beaver, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So maybe it's not gonna be that small then. Yeah, Wait. let me bring up the specs here. Yeah, wingspan twenty two inches. That that is pretty decent size. I might have to get that. I I really I like the A10. I like the A10 myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I really like. I think that's just an awesome, like you know, Warbird, right? Like it's yeah, a military jet. Yeah, yeah. It's four channels, so I'm guessing you know it's got rudder on it. Really? Yeah. Or you think uses differential? Oh, maybe. Could be. That'd be hard on a on a UMX scale to have, you know, both of them turn. Because there's, you know, it has two vertical stabilizers, so yeah, so that would be pretty interesting. Did you see the um, the 3D printed uh, plane that flight test? Kind, of, I don't know if they did a review or. I think it's up and coming. Yeah, the the P thirty eight. Yeah. It? Yes, I did, yes, man. The lightning. Yes, that thing looked cool. So I feel like. You know, kind of to preface it, like the whole balsa kits dying. Maybe there'll be a whole new line of 3D printer kits coming out. Yeah. You know, where you could buy, you could, you know, buy or download free plans, and you can 3D print each rib and all that stuff, and start like building it out. Just don't fly it in the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why Nick is building a two foot by two foot cubed uh, 3D printer. Maybe. Let's mm. 3D print some airplanes. Yeah. To go back to the A10, dude, this does have a rudder on it. I I just checked the manual real quick. Really? It has the dual rudder, yep. Oh, that is awesome. That's crazy. Oh, man, you said it was like 150, right? Yep. Boy. Damn you, Horizon Hobbies. Damn you. Yeah. (laughs) The other plane I saw that really caught my eye, dude, and, oh, man, this is going to be a hard one to pass up, is... uh, we were talking about FMS before the P forty seven Razorback. That's fifteen hundred millimeter. That thing looks so scale; it's ridiculous, man. Fifteen hundred millimeter. How, what's the wingspan in inches? Sixty inches. Like this thing really looks cool. I wonder how much different is to then to my FMS uh, P forty seven. I don't know, but it's all um, it's all you know FMS. It's all that uh, EPO foam. It just looks so scale; it's crazy, man. Huh. 
but it comes with servos motor and it's like 350 i think so um i don't really have any news but maybe i'll bring this up well i guess maybe we can well we'll add it we'll not add it but uh come on we'll, man we'll talk, spit it out we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk it we'll talk about it before the what's next section but um are, are you looking forward to any black friday deals that's coming up this week right dude i haven't had a chance to even look man do you know of any that are that are coming up none at all but i figure you know you'll be able to just kind of go on those websites and see what they got because i don't know i am interested in in picking up i'm probably going to pick it up soon um flight tested the uh the mighty minis uh, the se5 and the and the fokker i think we talked about um mm-hmm. and they have a i think they have a uh a package two planes for 49 bucks i don't know if i'm gonna buy them i should buy them i don't know if i'm gonna do that or i'm gonna just print them out i don't know okay i might do the printout but those things are cool i, I think they're pretty cool they look good yeah i don't know i wonder what my next plane's gonna be I need to. I, I mean, I'll probably get that A10, the UMX, and then like, and then like hate it and want to sell it the next day. You sell it to me then. I'll, I'll hold off on getting it. <laughs> that, no. You know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna get it, and then we're gonna. You're gonna see me flying. I'm like, dude, you gotta get one. These are so awesome. We could, you know, fly around together and the formation. You know, <laughs> formation. It's gonna be great. And then like two weeks later, you're gonna buy one, and I'm like, nah. I, yeah, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> you, uh, How many dude? times did that happen to me? <laughs> no, it hasn't. I don't think it has. Yeah, I think it did. You're, I don't know. No, because we've been. If we saw something that we both liked, we picked them both up. You still yeah. fly the kunai every now and then. Yeah, I still fly the kunai every every now I like and then. The kunai, I definitely do enjoy that. I mean, it's just a pain in the butt to bring it out because I can't take the wing off. I, I basically, I mean, it's not glued, but it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't take I don't, my wing off. I don't want either. to take the wing off. It's too much of a pain in the ass to get all the electronics back in there. Yeah, that and the, yeah, the wiring and stuff. Um, and it's really like if you know, if, I don't know. I just feel like I don't have. Okay, what it really comes down to is I don't like lugging an extra transmitter. <laughs> That's yeah. really what it comes down to. I don't like lugging my DX9 around. I don't. You know, I I fly primarily helis. Because I have one radio, I can fly all the helis. And yes, I know I could go back to maybe Icon or whatever and fly without. You know, go all back to DX9 like I used to, but no, I I like the V control too much. So you're anti spec type, is what you are. Oh no, you know what it is? It's just that <laughs> I gotta get off my lazy ass. I wanted to build those transmitter, you know, carrying trays for my yeah. my rigid case. I just have to do it. I just I don't know. I just haven't had the time. But you, what I'm thinking of doing now is. I was going to do it out of acrylic, but I might just do it out of, like, wood, you know? Yeah. Wait, cut it. Wrap, wrap it in something. I'm going to – it's going to have foam padding inside for the to hold the transmitter. But originally I was going to do it out of acrylic and then do it. But I feel like it's going to – I don't know. I don't know. I just have to do it. I, I'm just – I've been busy at work, busy at home, just not enough time. Yeah, dude. Sometimes I wish Christmas was later in the year, like – in in the year but i know this is earlier in the year when you look at it from a yearly thing but in the season i wish it was like january ish but i i kind of am glad it is where it is because then gives us the time to work on other stuff after christmas is over and just Mm -hmm. you know chill out think about other stuff we'd like to get so curious what's your what's your christmas wish list then what do you want to get 
something new for the end of this year. I, I think I'm going to actually try and sneak home. Um, I've, I've been looking at the um, the Knight uh, 230 that Blade has. I don't know how much of a pain in the ass that thing will be. It seems kind of small, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of expensive, too. I don't know. Why don't you just build a Knight rig? Yeah, I should. You have two oxies. Yeah. I can build your Knight blades. Yeah. Even though you can't fly them at Urcha. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, right now, I haven't even thought about it. If anybody was to get me anything for Christmas, it would be like time off so I could fix some, some <laughs> planes and helicopters that I have, man. Sure. What about you, dude? What's on your wish list? Uh, my wish list. I want... I don't know. I want so much. <laughs> Peace on Earth and goodwill towards men. I'll screw that shit. That shit will never happen. So why, wait, why wish for that? <laughs> no, I want. Uh, I, I want another. You know, I want another heli, of course. Um, but of course. I do want. I, I do want to get that little Inductrix FPV, which I'll probably just buy next week or today or tomorrow, whatever. I'll just buy oh, it. Go. I'll order it. But um, I'd like a new set of goggles, FPV goggles. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. I just, I just want to f- fly. Give me time yeah. to fly. <laughs> I hear you, man. So, so on that note, are you flying next week? I'm or flying on weekend. I'm flying on Sunday, dude. Uh, Thursday's Thanksgiving. Friday, I got stuff going on. Saturday, I'm I'm starting the angry Jeep transformation. Wait, wait, wait. Are you gonna come out Saturday night? Oh, you guys are doing that Saturday night thing? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I haven't told the wife that I was doing that. Okay. But I might just do it. (laughs) Where are you guys going to go? Local? No idea. No idea. Okay. Um, I've been there. Yeah, so. um, But then hopefully Sunday I'll get some flying in, man. I want to fly Sunday. I haven't told told Maria. I was like, so she's like, oh, yeah, you know, we could do it Sunday. I was like, no, I'm flying Sunday. (laughs) Like okay, <laughs> I'm like I haven't flown in like two weeks. You know, really flying. Like I need to go flying. I might fly tomorrow too. I might charge up the oxy and hit up the local ballpark. There you go. I might just charge up the 380 Nightbird right now, hovering in my front yard. I don't know. Yeah, that'll go over <laughs> good. Why? I'll just keep it three feet hover. Yeah, I I don't know. The sun the Sunday we gotta fly. So yeah. Uh, I guess that's kind of what's next for us in the hobby, right? Let's go fly Sunday. Let's hell yeah! You know, I'm gonna take a break from the house stuff for a little bit just so I could. Uh, I, I, you know, what? another thing I gotta do, I gotta set up my like hobby work spot again. Oh, I was just gonna say, what is this more house shit? But it is RC related. It is okay. RC related. So one of my friends, I, I won't say his name, but um. He had a, a an ESC go on his one of his 700 helis, his first 700 heli that he's building. And he's just been having all sorts of issues. So, you know, I was like, dude, what happened? <laughs> Why don't you give me the heli? I'll get this built and set up for you. Like, let me help you out, man. I want to, you know, first of all, I mean, it, it's kind of I want to help him out. But I also want to build something <laughs> like, I want, you know, I want to kind of scratch that itch to like, you know, wrench. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm wondering how this is tying into your hobby workspace. But, but and he ahead. was like, all right, cool. Friday, I'll come and drop it off. And I'm like, great. 
I have no place to work on this alley. <laughs> I have oh, a whole house. Okay. I have no place to work on it. You know, I'm supposed to set up the garage. The garage is like my temporary moving area. Like everything's just everywhere. Uh, there's just like boxes opened everywhere and there's like a table that's half put together. And I'm just like, I don't have a place to work on this heli that he's going to come drop off on Friday. So uh, I'll have to figure something out. Um, I can see there being a table in that family room pretty quick. Well, you know, that little pseudo bar area. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I could work on a heli there. Yeah. yeah. I just got to find my tools. They're in some boxes randomly everywhere. Oh, so. boy. Nah, they're in like three boxes. I could just You'll get it straight, dude. It's just gonna take a little time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be pretty much next for me is just to, to go flying. I wanna I just yeah. feel like I've flown in a while. God. Two right. weeks make you feel like I'm I haven't flown for two years. I know, man. God, we're addicted to this hobby. Bad. <laughs> Bad in a good way. I guess let's wrap it up then. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay, so Facebook likes. We have 358. Facebook is telling me plus eight from last week. You lie, Facebook. (laughs) You know, dude, we used to make such a big deal out of Facebook likes if we got three. And, man, it's just blowing my mind that we have 358, man. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for liking our page. Um, If you're not a person who likes Facebook... Why don't you sign up, like our page, and then never sign in again? I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> Link it to your MySpace page. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace, gosh. It's like Friendster. <laughs> Friendster. Yeah. Facebook likes. We got – I might mess up a name or two. So let's get some – oh, just maybe one. This one has three parts – no, four parts to the name. So that's going to mess me up. Um, so sorry in advance. Cue the music. <laughs> We have Jan Lockhart, James Johnson, Jimmy J, and Jimmy J, uh, and then Nigel and Ayam Beely, 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 Beely. Beely's right. I don't know about Ayam. Ayam, Ayam, Ayam. I don't know. A A O M. A O M. Maybe he's a monk. Ayam. <laughs> well, sorry, and thank you for liking us. All right, Facebook comments. I hope people don't mind that we not only butcher their names, but sometimes comment on them. Yeah, I hope no one takes us. Yeah, don't take um, us too seriously at this point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, Facebook comments you're going to kill me on. Why? Because I, I usually look. Oh, man. I, and I didn't I didn't write anything down this week. Just been with all the craziness that's been going on. So let me look at some notifications really quick. Whoa, we just got new Facebook likes right now, this moment. Really? Yes, I am looking it up right now. I just got a notification. Oh, we got two more likes. Holy crap. To add to that list, we have Ian Goldberg and Peter Kadik. Peter Kadik? Kadik? Well, Ian, I love your show, The Goldbergs. Freaking awesome. <laughs> Wait, the, the TV show? Yeah, Did you dude. watch that? 
Hell yeah. Oh, I love it. I'd love that When show. I first saw that show, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This show is going to suck. And I was nope. hooked from day one, dude. From day one. I was That's like, holy shit, the show awesome is so show. funny. And yes. you know, to think that, that the woman that plays the mother comes from that, um, from, there's another show that she was on. Uh, shoot. What the hell was it called? The wife and I used to watch it. The, there was a couple that was married and a couple that was always going to get married. And she was like the crazy cat lady down the hall. And she was so frumpy and such a like a weird character. You didn't really didn't like her, really? but to see her go from that to this, and I love her on the you show, man. She is awesome. She's the best, dude. Yes, <laughs> such Dad an awesome the, show. The the son, the oldest son, he's crazy. <laughs> so like, I don't know, delusional. <laughs> yeah, That's and the great. kid, the kids like me when I was growing up. I was always running around with a video camera. Video My buddy and I were always, sure. yeah, we were always doing crazy stuff with videos and, um, yeah, getting yelled at constantly. Yeah, it's it's, it's really cool, really good yeah. show, great show, especially if you, uh, um, if you're a little bit older and and lived through the '80s, yeah. the references and everything is on point. It's great, <laughs> and the, and the freaking and the grandfather has oh, always man. got a martini in his hand yep. every scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny, man. Great. Uh, uh, so thanks, show. Ian. Thanks for a yep. great show. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so wait, you have no Facebook comments? Well, I, our buddy Chris uh, Breams has been commenting like crazy, but I yes. I don't know what it's in reference to. He said, well, going to throw away those KFC containers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't make great containers for small items. I don't know what the heck he's talking about. Okay, so, so basically he's saying... Like he's asking you, are you gonna go throw away those KFC containers? Don't. Um, those KFC containers are great for holding small parts, bolts, nuts. You know, little things that you know you easily lose or they get like put oh. in a box. And it's great to organize them because they're also stackable. Oh, okay. So you can stack them up, right? So you have like connectors, battery connectors. You know, just re- reusing them, um, upcycle. I guess you could use those connectors for hobby stuff, which is great. But I don't go to KFC. Oh, boy. Because I'm, like, afraid of the um, mutant chickens that I've heard about. That's probably only propaganda. Yeah, that is propaganda. I go to Kenny Rogers Roasters instead. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy Fried Chicken? No, Kenny Rogers Roasters. I know. I'm just saying. The- he is the gambler. All right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Did you see anything else on Facebook? Um, Chris also posted about uh, winter builds, you know. Oh, right. Builds. He has yeah. a new plane he's building, a balsa kit, talking about balsa kits. He, uh, he's putting that up, and I I hope he does some build pictures, or he said he might even do a, a build pictures or some video on it. That'd be pretty cool. A time lapse would be awesome of a, a balsa build. Oh, dude. Now you're getting t- in a little crazy. No, think about it. You set up a camera. You do he might not have something that can do a time lapse, though. I'm not talking for him to do it. I'm saying for oh. anyone. Oh, oh okay. it, it doesn't. He doesn't have to do it. I mean, oh. I'm not laying it all on Chris's shoulders, you know. <laughs> but you know, if 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 one of our listeners likes to do balsa builds or even foam board builds, come on, doesn't matter. Building's building. Anything, seeing anything get like from nothing to something in time lapse is pretty cool in my book. I know of one already, dude. I know that Jeff did a time lapse like a couple years ago. He built a FT flyer and did a time mm-hmm. lapse. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool. Like it's good to see. Like 
you know, you take a sheet of foam, you cut it out, and you put it into a plane, and it flies. It's like seeing that in like five, you know, what takes like, I mean, FT flies an easy build, but yeah. um, let's let's say something that takes you two hours to build to see that video in five minutes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's why I'm so yeah. mesmerized at time lapse um, 3D printer video. Oh yeah, mesmerized. Exactly. You're seeing like nothing and just something just forms right there in front of you. It's cool. Uh, website comments. Boy, the first person that, if this is their first episode listening to the show, they're going to be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> they're all over <laughs> the place. Yeah, that's kind of our style, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't see anything from the website. No, I know. Uh, I haven't see. gotten any emails. I don't know if they're still forwarding. Well, Javier emailed us. Um, he's responding to your tail push rod for the 380s, and he's saying they are identical. Um, the tail push rod ends are very tight on the balls on the servo. Um, should be very evident versus the cyclic balls. So he's saying there must be some issues with your assembly. It's hmm. all you. It's all me. Mm-hmm. I'll have to double check it, dude, because I could show you in the manual if you were here uh, that the one on the tail rotor side was. A three millimeter and the one on the other side was was smaller, was a cyclic, as per the manual. All right, I'll see what I can uh, what I can do. Yeah. So thanks, Javier. Cool. Thanks, man. Now I'm gonna be thinking about that all day tomorrow, wondering what the hell's going on with it. (laughs) Are you? Did you fix that yet? No. I haven't even opened the box that the push rod came into it. If you want, bring that heli over. I'll take a look at it. I'll get that thing right in the air. Okay. I'm, I'm dying to tool. I'm dying to wrench on some helis, man. <laughs> Cute or sad music. So the, if anyone has a heli that wants it, no. I can't do it. Wouldn't you like to sponsor a helicopter? That doesn't even make sense. No, that doesn't make sense. For For the cost of a... Uh, of a shipping box to Steve's house, you can make him happy by sending him your helicopter and electronics, and and he'll install it and set it up for you. <laughs> I can't do it straight face. It's funny. Uh, anyways, let's move on. Podbean. Podbean. The uh, people that have started following us, Dontac twenty six started following us again. It's getting a little creepy because he was following us. Maybe we had an episode that uh, he didn't agree to and then unfollow. I guess we lost him, and then he fo- started following us again. Hmm. That high-speed pursuit. Um, yep. Dayton River Rats podcast started following us. The Fury 90s podcast started following us. Chaos and Friends podcast started following us. And the Radio CDC's podcast started following us. Whoa. Yeah, I know I... St- I screwed up spelling of Dayton River Rats podcast. Yes. See, I would have read. I would have read that as Dane River Rats. <laughs> what the hell, is Dane River Rats? <laughs> uh, so also, Sean G seventy eight liked our episode twenty eight. Freefall RC Helifest is coming. Nice. Nice. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. You probably won't hear this until two thousand eighteen that we're reading it. <laughs> 
if you're that far behind. No, I'm like, <laughs> no, he might be binge watching. He might be onto this episode in binge two, three days. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Maybe. that's right. Right, we are an audio podcast. If <laughs> you are doing that, God help you. <laughs> but thanks, man. Uh, and I can't get this. I read this name like 400 times, dude, and I read it wrong the first time. I think I, I like Jerry Sickleburn, but I think it's it's Jericho Burn. <laughs> He liked our episode, What's Everyone Up To? Sweet. I like Jerry Sickleburn, though. Sounds Yeah, better. but... It, but it's no... spelt Jerry Cycleburn. Clyburn. Jerry Clyburn? Jerry Clyburn. Oh, maybe that's it. Man. Now I feel like such an idiot. Wait, wait, for once I got a name right. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> right? Oh, boy. <sighs> How the tables are turned. <laughs> All right. Uh, iTunes reviews. Oh, I didn't see anything. Anything new. Cool. All right. Drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Facebook like us. Facebook.com slash podcast. Don't forget to check our new webpage, freefallrc. It's not new anymore. But don't forget to check out our webpage, freeforestypodcast.com. I need to edit our show notes so that it doesn't say our new webpage every time. How long have we had this webpage now? Oh, man, that's a good question. Probably, uh, probably like, Six months? At, no, probably like nine months. Oh, really? That I mean, because Chris came we... on board pretty early and he's the one that uh, got that going. Right. Oh, yeah. Like we Shoot. had a couple, we had a couple episodes in, and Chris was like, "Hey, you idiots need a podcast uh, website," and uh, that was when he started calling us boys. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all history. Yeah. Well, come check out the webpage. Go say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. You know, we'll add new stuff as well. He'll add new stuff as we. Give him new stuff to add, and he'll put the the episodes up there too. So. Which I never do. The poor guy's got to like cyber stalk me to get I know. pictures. I yeah, never send him anything. Go through your Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Half the planes on that people I probably don't have anymore. Yeah, me too. I need to. I need to give him some updates. Because I think you know five seventy is up there. I don't have that anymore. Um, I have, you know, and there's other planes and quads and stuff I have up there I want to put up there. So, so yeah. Nice. Uh, Facebook forums. Check us out over there. Say hi to Nick. Hi, Nick. That's flight test forums. Oh, shit. You said yeah. Facebook forums. Beep. Re-edit. Edit. Flight test forums. Hi, Nick. Say hi to Nick. Hi, Nick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, off the field, audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast, you'll see us sitting next to the FT community cast. Hey, Joel Pat, Mike. Free for us. there. What's up? Um, another thing that we never really mentioned is Instagram. We have an Instagram account. It's at Free for RC Podcast. Uh, mention us, like us, friend us, or whatever they do on Instagram. Uh, Kevin manages that. Yeah. And he updates it like once every two months. So it's great. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm joking. 
it's it's like once every two weeks. Um, we do have he, a we do have one guy that. Well, what? It, any yeah, bitches? No, no, binge. You binge post. You're like, <laughs> you're like, you don't post for like two weeks, and then you post like five pictures, and then you post, you know. Yeah. It's not Instagram. It's more like Latergram. But hey, come check us out. We have some cool stuff there. Um, Kevin likes to post, uh, you know, slow motion clips. And I'm going to post something right now. Just Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> I got to post a picture of my, uh, my tank that I'm working on. Yes. Perfect content. Your tank. Uh, maybe post a picture of my garage that uh, is supposed to be my work area and it's not looking like a work area right now. Which I will send to you because I never logged into that account. Okay. I don't even think I know what the credentials are for that. But anyways, I want to thank our listeners. Thanks our um, guest hosts and friends, uh, Chris and Nick, for doing what they do for the podcast. We hope to have another 50 episodes, man. Yeah, yeah. I think gonna, I think 52 will be important for us because it's a year. But then I think after that we'll be counting the actual numbers. Like a yes. hundred will be pretty heavy, and I mean, one thing we'll we'll mention uh, is that you know we've gone fifty episodes straight through every week this whole year. Um, we are gonna plan on taking some time off during the Christmas uh, holidays portion. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't tell you. No, you didn't. You didn't, you didn't get the memo, dude. I would have been here on December twenty fourth. Steve, you on? <laughs> I I think we might. I don't want to skip. I I'm almost to the point where like you know we've had moments where we're like oh man how are we gonna do an episode next week it's, it just it won't happen we're right gonna, time frame wise yeah it's been frame. busy yeah I mean yeah, you moved and we still around. got one in yeah yeah you know you 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 know um but let's put it out there. We we might I don't know I'll talk to you Kevin about this but we we've done where like in one week we've done two episodes yeah um, to make sure that we release something every week um, that's something we can definitely think about doing this this you know holiday season but if not we want to give just fair warning that we might take a week or two off um, maybe during the Christmas New Year's time we'll see. Kevin will probably be too drunk in his kettle one, you know, binge that, uh, you know, <laughs> wow. I don't know if he'll be able to do a podcast. Dude, I think that would be even an interesting podcast. I almost said an even better podcast. be pretty interesting. I got to just, I got to record game night with Jeff one night, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> you got to do it in phases, like. Hour. <laughs> like, uh, Hour one, like, hour two. <laughs> yeah, like what's that show? Like, is it uh, is it like Law and Order or something? Or no, no, twenty four. Twenty four. Eight o'clock. Eight p.m. Hey guys, blah blah blah. blah. Nine thirty. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Eleven o'clock. <laughs> Eleven o'clock. I don't understand. How do I keep dying? Oh shit. Oh boy. That would be funny. If I put that oh man, I should do that. <laughs> uh if it was uh, somehow RC related, I I would I would put it on the show, man. Uh I got to do that though. That'd be too funny. And uh we're going to have uh so the 52 52nd episode 
we're we're trying to think of something special to do. We're gonna I don't know. I think it's gonna I think in my my mind it's just gonna be like a uh, a year recap, a year in recap, you know. Yeah. So stay tuned for that too. All right. Thanks everyone again. Free our skies and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Yeah, dude. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Dude, I how much of that stuff am I gonna cut out about Jeff though? I don't know. Should I leave that in or no? <laughs> That's probably like 20 episodes behind. <laughs> I don't even, dude, I don't even think he listens to it. Yeah, I don't know.